It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday. Your team every single day of the week here on the Locked On Panthers podcast, except for holidays like last week, took some time off. I told you I was going to have three episodes, so I apologize for lying, but I needed to take some time away from this team. Coming off of a disappointing loss last week at home in Cam Newton's homecoming, Ron Rivera's return to Charlotte, I needed to take a couple days just to breathe, relax, and not think about this football team, which was great for my mental health, if we're being honest, because the Carolina Panthers came out today and did not play at the level that a team that is sitting at 5-6 and six through 11 weeks of an NFL season with an opportunity to get back to 500 before the bye week with Atlanta after that, you would think you would expect a far better output from the Carolina Panthers, and they went out there and showed you on Sunday afternoon in Miami, losing 33-10 to against the Miami Dolphins. But alas, that is not the 2021 Carolina Panthers. We are once again here having a conversation about the exact same things we seemingly talk about every time the Panthers lose. Never is it the Panthers just lose a highly competitive game and the other team just outplayed them on the Carolina Panthers' best day. Never do we ever have that here in Carolina. It's always the Carolina Panthers shooting themselves in the foot and self-inflicted errors every time they lose a game. On the first drive of the game, the Carolina Panthers have to punt, and what happens? Punt coverage, which has been an issue, just like kick coverage has been when it comes to kicking field goals, the Carolina Panthers give up a blocked punt for a touchdown. Right off the bat, they are down 7-0. On that same drive, DJ Moore, who had a great start to the season and in, in recent weeks and months has been a shell of himself, had two drops on that drive, including on third down. That led to the Carolina Panthers being in a position to punt the ball near their own end zone. And, of course, well, the punt block coverage, the punt coverage was not great, and it led to a block punt for a touchdown. Later on in that same half, the Carolina Panthers had a touchdown on a great drive by Cam Newton, throw to DJ Moore, gets in, you'll love it. But after that, it was interception, interception, punt, 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 and then the Carolina Panthers get lucky and get a field goal right before the half because of a Tua Tungvaloa fumble that was recovered by Frankie Louvu, who almost took it back to the house and then was tackled with one second left on the clock. And the refs decided to put one second up there. And Zang Gonzalez, who has been one of the few guys who has been consistent on this team, did his job making a 41-yard field goal. And those would be the only points of the day for the Carolina Panthers offensively. And you can't even give it to the offense. Defense wasn't great. The offense wasn't great. Special teams was not great outside of Zane Gonzalez kick right there and on the extra point. 
And it's the same story. Week in and week out with the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule continually goes up to the podium and says that I, it all falls on me. And I've had people who tweeted at me being like, Matt Rule always blames everyone else. No, you obviously aren't listening. You're only wanting to hear what you want to hear. Matt Rule has always gone up to the podium and says, we need to coach them better. It all falls on me because I'm the head coach. While also pointing out the obvious problems the Carolina Panthers have. Yes, Sam Darnold was a major issue for the Carolina Panthers at the quarterback position because of his inability to move the offense down the field, his inability to get rid of the football on time, how he handled pressure and the turnovers. And Cam Newton today was just not good. Let's be honest. Cam Newton was not good for the Panthers on Sunday afternoon. You don't have to sugarcoat it. We can also recognize that there's probably a reason why Cam Newton did not play well the offensive line certainly is one of them, but as Cam said in the post-game press conference, they kind of got exposed a little bit against Miami's defense today because the Carolina Panthers are starting a quarterback that's only been here for two and a half weeks and does not have a firm grasp on the position, which was one of the reasons why Matt Rule decided to go out there and put P.J. Walker in the fourth quarter, something that Daryl Moose Johnston, who was on the call for the Fox broadcast, was calling for back in the second quarter where the camera crew showed P.J. Walker warming up on the sideline. I thought based off of how the end of the first half had gone, that Matt Rule might go to P.J. Walker, someone who they intended to play last week against Washington, but decided not to just because of how well Cam and that offense played against Washington, or at least how well Cam played. The offense still wasn't great. Three for 12, remember, on third and fourth downs. Couldn't stay on the field. Didn't put up near enough points to win that game last weekend against Washington, and it was a much of the same, well, far worse today against Miami. So I'm not sitting here and blaming Cam Newton for the loss at all. He didn't look good, but he hasn't been around long enough to have a full grasp of the offense. And he admitted to it. He's going to dive into the playbook throughout the next week, two weeks before they go back home here to Carolina and face the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm not going to make excuses for him. He has to be better, but it's hard. Like what were the expectations? Really? We had the conversations like what could the reasonable expectations for Cam Newton be for a guy who's coming into this team late into the season who didn't have a full preseason, who hasn't been here week in and week out and has an understanding of this offense. Yes, he might have been here for about two months while Matt Rules, so the head coach, had just taken over, but he never got the chance to work with Joe Brady and work with them on the field as he was rehabbing from that foot surgery that he had that ended his 2019 season in Carolina and effectively ended his career, at least the first part of it here, with the Carolina Panthers. So Cam wasn't good. The offensive line wasn't good. Defensively, you would have liked to see more. They just weren't physical enough. It's the same things that have played the Carolina Panthers for now 12 straight weeks. At this point in time, you look at it at 5-7, and seven, it's hard to believe that it can be a playoff team. Two weeks ago, after the Arizona Cardinals game, I'm talking about, hey, this team's not just playing for the seventh seed. They might be playing for the sixth seed in the NFC wildcard race. Now, Philadelphia did lose this week. So did um, New Orleans. So there's they got some help. We'll see what happens with Green Bay and San Francisco and the other teams still competing for a spot. But this was the part, like early in the season, when you had Philly, when you had Minnesota, when they also had, um, who else? The Giants. Those are the opportunities for them to be able to pad up wins. So in the second half of the season, when we thought that Arizona would be a tough out, and then, you know, of course, the final four weeks against Tampa twice, at New Orleans, at Buffalo, those were the opportunities. Like the last two weeks, home against Washington, with all the emotion in the stands, and Cam back, the energy back, bringing the pride back to Carolina, and then today on the road against a 4-7 and seven football team. 
These were the opportunities for the Carolina Panthers to seize and take control of their wild card fate. But instead, they laid yet another egg. And at this point in the season, can any of us even be surprised? We discussed it earlier last week about what the expectations really should be for the Carolina Panthers. And based off of that conversation, the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule, Scott Fitterer, David Tepper have really put themselves into a pickle here. A team that's caught trying to compete and rebuild at the same time. And it just has not worked out really for anyone here in the last couple weeks. The Carolina Panthers are now 5-7. and seven, And the season seems to be curtains for them heading into the bye week. We'll get into more of that in just a moment. Hey, y'all. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Taking inventory 12 weeks into this Carolina Panthers season here in the year 2021, it's hard to really know what to make of it at this point as we're heading into the bye week. And we'll spend plenty of time this week just looking at where the Carolina Panthers are and where they're headed. And it does not seem like they're headed to the playoffs. And three weeks ago, everyone was despondent. Sam Darnold was terrible. You lose a game that you really should not have lost. And no one knows what the future holds other than that the Carolina Panthers are just not going to be a playoff team. But then Darnold gets injured. They sign Cam. They go to Arizona. The defense is fantastic. Carolina Panthers win a road game 34-10. Cam comes home the following week, and everyone's thinking that this is it. This is going to be the feel-good story of the NFL season in 2021. It's still a great story to see Cam Newton come back and the start that he had here in Carolina. But reality is kind of set back in the last two weeks that this is just not a good football team. And these have been words I've uttered on this show before, and there's a lot of teams like the Carolina Panthers that are in the exact same boat, which might keep Carolina above water in terms of still technically being in the race for the wild card. And and Cam said it after the game. There's no reason to panic. We got the bye week. I'm going to get into this playbook. We're going to figure things out, and we're going to come back home and try and get that one against Atlanta to get to six and seven, and then you'll see what happens in the final four weeks. It's hard to believe at this point in time the Carolina Panthers will be a playoff team. I highly doubt it at this point, which would make it a major disappointment. But why is it a major disappointment? You've listened to me, if you have been listening since I've taken over, and my expectations coming this season 
or that this team would be eight and nine and miss out on the playoffs. And I kind of felt a little bit bad about that prediction at the beginning of the season because they started off three and zero. But even at the time, as we were talking about how real is a three and zero start for the Carolina Panthers, the Jets are terrible. They beat Houston today, so good for them to get their third one of the season. Houston's awful, and in New Orleans, the circumstances weren't great for them that day with the coaches being out because of COVID and having been displaced by the hurricane, but they were coming off a major win in Jacksonville against the Green Bay Packers after all of the drama that surrounded Aaron Rodgers this offseason for Green Bay. The Saints beat the brakes off of them. And the same thing happened for Carolina. They beat the brakes off of the New Orleans Saints. So I wasn't going to sit there and talk about, oh, that's the only reason they won that game is because of who wasn't there, whether it was missing a starting center and Eric McCoy or missing C.J. Gardner-Johnson or Marshawn Lattimore and obviously not having their kicker Will Lutz or Michael Thomas, who's going to be out for the entire season for New Orleans. It was a perfect storm for Carolina, and it took advantage. They took advantage of a good, of an easy schedule to start off the season and having an opponent like the New Orleans Saints who – is kind of in the same boat as them, trying to figure out who they are this season and what they're competing for and beating them. But then came Dallas, and then came the Minnesota games in Philly, which was an inexplicable loss, which we've seen far too many times over the years here in Charlotte with this Carolina Panthers team. And then there were signings like bringing in C.J. Henderson, which they said is more for the future than for the present, but still, you're getting a another top 10 pick from the 2020 draft and you're only giving up with a third rounder which you'd like to have now and Dan Arnold who could have been a part of your plans moving forward but the tight end hasn't really been utilized when he was here in Carolina and when he's been gone from Carolina as far as the passing game goes so it wasn't that big of a loss you signed Stephon Gilmore I lose my mind the Gilly Lock is home and of course you bring in Cam Newton so the Carolina Panthers have made moves that have made you think, okay, well, they're trying to win right now, but they're also really set up well for the future, which has kind of muddied the waters in terms of what really should we be expecting. And here's the thing. The signings that they've made, like Hassan Reddick's been a great signing. Boneheaded decision today to get a taunting penalty, the first taunting penalty of the season for the Carolina Panthers that let Miami off the hook there in the first half when the Panthers should have been able to get off the field. You hate to see stuff like that, even though he's been a great player, a great leader. Brian Burns, I thought he probably had one of the better games of anyone this today uh, for the Carolina Panthers and not a great performance from really anyone on that roster. Uh, Jeremy Chin, Chin's been great still, and, and Shaq Thompson, when healthy, has been good, and you've gotten good performances from guys like Dante Jackson for the most part until the last couple weeks. Dante hasn't looked very good. He's looked kind of like the old Dante. They've made moves where you're like, you look at the roster, this team should be better. So why aren't they? They're still a young team, which is both an excuse and a reason for why they're the most penalized team in football. That's a discipline issue. But at the end of the day, it falls on coaching. Like when you look in college football and you see a team that has a bunch of penalties, and you look at the youth level, that's coaching. It's technique. It's things that Matt Rule spoke about earlier this week that continue to plague the team week in and week out. How many holding penalties are we going to see? How many drop balls are we going to see? We see the same things, the missed assignments, and it's all about we got to execute better. We're not executing the same things that we heard from Sam Darnold week in and week out as we continue to play bad football here in Carolina. And it's the same things that we hear from everyone else on this roster when they continuously go up there seven times so far this season. And the message, like Matt Rule said, has not gotten through. It's gotten through for five games, but not seven games. Why is that the case? How does it get through for those five games against three of them against at least two of them against really bad teams. Why does the mess in Atlanta's not a good team either? 
Arizona, the circumstances for them were perfect for Carolina. Why is it that the message gets through for those five games, but not the other seven games? Like, that's got to be coaching, right? The players, I believe, are good enough when you look at the roster that they should be a playoff team. You're telling me if you had Andy Reid coaching this team, Bill Belichick, any of the great coaches in the NFL, not even like, let's talk about what's maybe a Matt LaFleur up in Green Bay, Mike Vrabel down in Tennessee. Any of those guys, Sean McVay, if they're coaching this team, Pete Carroll, this team's going to the playoffs. But with Matt Rule, who's still trying to, I guess, implement his culture and figure out what the hell he's doing here in the NFL, the Carolina Panthers are a team that continues to make the same mistakes week in and week out. That can't just be on the players. Yes, they're professionals. They get paid. So do the other teams across them every single Sunday this season. But to allow this to happen week in and week out and then to to say the same things every week and then to come up to the podium on a Sunday following probably the worst performance of the season. It's either this one or the one against New York, which was a complete no-show for the Carolina Panthers and it was Sam Darnold looking terrible and then going to P.J. Walker and this one, at least a quarterback play yeah it wasn't good but there's a better excuse just based off of how long Cam's been in this system compared to Sam Darnold having the entire offseason the offensive line reverted back to form which you hate to see after two really positive weeks and where Matt Rule challenged the team to be more consistent and at least that unit was consistent last week but moving to this week they weren't the Carolina Panthers have been consistently inconsistent and consistently a bad football team so far this season which just boggles my mind how we're sitting here. I do think they're better than they were last year. They only won five games last season, and Matt Rule said teams weren't taking them seriously last year where, I mean, my expectations weren't that the Carolina Panthers were going to be any good. A lot of fans got upset as they lost week in and week out in the final minutes of the game, just saying, well, we didn't expect to be competitive in these kind of games and lose like that, even though it's the NFL, and a lot of these games come down to the last possession, and it's a bunch of one-score ball games. So it's Teddy Bridgewater's fault. That's whose fault it was. That was the scapegoat last year. Who's the scapegoat this year? Is it going to be Joe Brady, whose offense still is anemic, even now with Cam Newton out there, and even when P.J. Walker, who I see all these people out of market saying, oh, you got to go to P.J. Walker. He's the better quarterback on the roster, which is asinine. Every time he's coming this season, outside of Arizona, where they had a great game plan, he has not been good. He's just not a good quarterback. He's a fine backup, but he's not a top-level backup in the NFL. The Carolina Panthers just have not been good this season in the moments where they've needed to be good. And at the end of the day, that all falls on coaching. So what does that mean moving forward? Not just the bye week, but into the offseason. When you have games like this, the fan base, people want to see changes. Going into the bye week, you look at some of the, the position groups. Joe Brady, his offense has been, bar- has been terrible. Pat Myers' offensive line has not improved. There's a lot of questions about whether these guys really should still be here in Carolina and what the necessary changes that need to be made. We'll talk about more of that here in just a moment. It's here the best Monday of the year, Cyber Monday, and Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. Get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site-wide and even bigger discounts on Built Boost 
broth and built swag. A brand new built bar flavor has landed just in time for Cyber Monday. Caramel almond delight, and it delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate, check. Almonds, check. Delightful, double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. They have 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and this season, maybe you're craving white chocolate for a limited time. Get a special new built bar puffs flavor, white chocolate cheesecake, the yummy protein treat filled with marshmallowy center covered in white chocolate has 140 calories and 17 grams of protein. Tis the season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Get to Built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Head to Built.com, enter promo code LOCK20 before it's too late. BetOnline has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this holiday season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. It's not just football. It's BetOnline also has pro and college hoops, the NHL, boxing, UFC, and even more of your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season but online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports but online where the game starts there's gonna be a lot of criticism for matt rule moving forward and rightfully so matt rule has not through two seasons at least i mean let's say we got 12 weeks this season 16 games last year so for, through the first 28 games of his career matt rule is currently sitting at 10 and 18, which is not exactly where anyone wants this team to be. Last year, fine. First year, new head coach. First time in the NFL as a head coach, trying to figure things out. Decides, like, all right, Cam Newton's my guy. Let's bring in Teddy Bridgewater. Let's try and bring in a bunch of defensive players to the draft and see what we can do by picking up some guys off the waiver wire, like a Rasul Douglas, who became a key player for them defensively. And they struggled through a lot of the season, and it was not surprising at all. The way that they lost those games might have been crushing and surprising to most who came into the season not expecting much out of this team, but still, okay, whatever. New head coach, a general manager who obviously was not going to be there for long term. Coming into the season, you expect something to happen. You expect them to get better. And the Panthers, I do believe, roster-wise, are a better team. But looking at how things have gone so far on the field in the last couple weeks, when they've added Stephon Gilmore, who still is not playing a major role for this team, we'll see what happens after the bye, but physically, he apparently is just not there yet. Um, You add Cam Newton, of course, and you bring in C.J. Henderson, and you had great moves this offseason like Hassan Reddick, who's been a fantastic pickup, and Jeremy Chin continues to play well, and Shaq Thompson has played at a Pro Bowl level at times when he's been healthy this season. Dante Jackson's had his best season as a Carolina Panther. Yes, Christian McCaffrey's been injured, but when he's been healthy and he's been utilized, he's been still one of the best running backs in the National Football League, and D.J. Moore got off to a great start. But there's been other decisions like Robbie Anderson and re-signing him and how that's gone. Because even with Cam Newton as a starting quarterback and with P.J. Walker in Arizona, Robbie Anderson hasn't necessarily had the kind of season that you would expect from a guy who had over 1,000 yards receiving and led the team in receptions last season and then was given and rewarded a contract extension. He has not been good. Some of the decisions that they made of bringing in Pat Elfline, who's now moved over to center, and in Cam Irving have not worked out 
at the original positions that the Carolina Panthers intended for them to play. There is a serious question about Matt Rule's ability to build a roster here in Carolina, and I appreciate Josh Norris, a Charlotte native. He's been on the podcast before. He's the uh, content creator over at Underdog Fantasy, where he tweeted out earlier today on Sunday. The Panthers O-line can't block anyone after the head coach and GM prioritize it on day one of free agency. That's Elf Line and Cam Irving, who they signed in the first hours of free agency back in March. Panthers D-line can't hold ground after spending multiple top picks, including number seven overall and money on the front. And that's not to mention the quarterback decisions. It is a fair question. It is fair to question Matt Rule as a team builder, which absolutely it is. The quarterback situation is what I believe will ultimately end up being the demise of Matt Rule. If Cam plays the way he played today moving forward, like he has to be like for Cam Newton to come back to Carolina next season, without question, I believe the Carolina Panthers have to make it to the playoffs. We've got to see Superman over the final five weeks of the season in order for Carolina to make the playoffs. He was not Superman today against Miami. Which, yes, it's his fault. Those are bad throws. You can say on that second interception, on that dig route that got undercut, that it was a bad route by DJ Moore. You can go ahead and you can put that blame. You can also mention that it's a bad throw by Cam. So there can be blame on both sides. And the offensive line wasn't good. But Carolina needs better quarterback play out of Cam Newton moving forward. I had said last week, if Cam plays the way that he played against Washington, the final six weeks of the season, the Panthers are going to have a chance every week. We did not get that performance out of him on Sunday. Is he the only person at fault in the loss? Of course not. But if Cam wants to have a future here in Carolina and if fans who love Cam Newton, such as myself, want to see Cam here um, next season not have another painful goodbye, he's going to have to pick it up. And he's going to have to figure out this offense. And he's going to have to lead this team and this offense to, I don't even know. Like At this point, I don't ever see them. We're 12 weeks in. We'll be 13 weeks in. 14 weeks in, basically, whenever they see Atlanta here in a couple weeks. And if you haven't been able to figure out by now, you're getting into December, you're just not going to figure it out. That's just the reality of the business. That's just how things are. It's not like Tampa Bay with Tom Brady last season, and they're going to make it way, and they're going to try and figure out what they're going to do. And they, like, they, don't make, they don't win the division, but they're still going to be a playoff team. It's not like you have all those guys, those veterans, that talent, and Bruce Arians as your head coach, that you're going to figure it out along the way. But the Carolina Panthers have not figured it out along the way, and they're just not going to. But Cam needs to be better for them to hopefully be able to figure out the quarterback position, which they don't have Cam Newton again next year. Then what's the decision? Like, what are they going to do here? Moose Johnson, who was on the broadcast for Fox, talking about Sam Darnold might get another opportunity. That ain't happening. That's not feasible. You can't move forward with this organization with Sam Darnold out there. If you want to do that, you might as well just bring back Cam because at least people will be engaged, even if Cam might not be good enough. And we'll see what happens over the next couple weeks. I'm certainly not here to bury him after one bad game. Everyone has a bad game. It happens. He just has to be better moving forward for this team to have a chance to win and hopefully to answer the quarterback question of the future, even though... He very well might not do that at all. But that's one of the biggest problems with Matt Rule so far is the decision to stick to go to Teddy Bridgewater, which fine, if you want to do that, at least have the gall, the gumption to stick with it for another season or bring in a rookie quarterback alongside Teddy Bridgewater to wait under the wings and to learn from him, then to take over, which they did not do, which did not give this franchise a quarterback of the future to cling their hopes to. Instead, they were pining for Cam Newton, which is totally fine. I love Cam. Everyone loves Cam. And the energy and the pride was back at least, well, for two and a half weeks until this Sunday where we got slapped in the face and realized, man, this team really bites. And it stinks to be here. 
I'm not going to sit here and say that Matt Rule should be losing his job. I, I know I've gotten plenty of tweets. There's plenty of people talking about Matt Rule needs to be fired. How can this organization bring him back for a third season? Like, what have we seen through 28 games that makes you believe that he should be back? I've said it multiple times now that I'm going to use next year as the barometer for Matt Rule. They are improved, certainly. They are improved this year, despite being a team that has lost some games that are just head scratchers and that is, has the most penalties in the league. It's undisciplined. The defense is really good. They're not great against the run. They got to figure that out, whether it's personnel or or scheme wise. They got to figure that out. Offensively, they have a back route. They have they have players. They don't have the OC. It doesn't look like like I, I don't think Joe Brady is going to be the answer here moving forward. I, offensive line coach, you can certainly question Pat Meyer and what his future here in Carolina should be. I'm not going to endorse the Carolina Panthers firing anybody. Sucks to get fired. These are human beings. I'm not doing that. But there probably needs to be some sort of changes needing to be made. Now, that's as far as I'm going to go in terms of like, hey, someone should be fired. Like, they probably need to make some changes in some certain departments if this team wants to take the next step forward and they want to be a playoff team next year. Because that's the thing for me. The way things have gone at Temple and at Baylor, Matt Rule, that third season, that's where you see the jump. The Carolina Panthers had a chance to maybe make that this year. And Scott Fitterer says, like, yeah, we've made these moves to win. And Matt Rule's always like, well, you know, I don't know what win now means. I'm trying to win every game, yada, yada, yada. I don't want to hear it, man. You got to be better. Your team is not well coached right now, and that falls on you. He has gone out there, and he's taken the blame, and I appreciate him being a man and doing that every Sunday, but I'm sick of hearing the same things and never seeing a different result. At least you see it for one week, and you don't see it for the next. It hasn't carried over. Have not been able to carry over any sort of momentum week to week since the first three weeks of the season, and we already went over why they probably had success in those first couple weeks based off of who they played and the circumstances in which the teams that they played and when they played them. So it's not great. And it doesn't help that they really haven't picked a lane. They could have just done the whole rebuild thing and just talked about all that. Instead, it was all about, oh, playoffs are bust. And they saw a window as they started off 3-0. and And I don't know, maybe if they changed their perspective because of the start. Anyone who looked at that schedule when we had the conversation here on the show could see that there was a very good possibility that this team could be 3-0 to start the season. But that did not mean that for the next 14 weeks after that, the Carolina Panthers were going to prove to be a playoff team. Certainly at times I've got caught up got caught up on it and been caught up in it and been excited about the team and what they could do cuz hey, I'm a fan too. But also you have to take a step back as they allow us to do pretty much every other week and think, "Man, maybe this team just isn't really there yet." And that's just like what do they want to do? What is the plan? What's the plan at quarterback? What's the plan at OC? What's the plan just with the entire coaching staff, what's the whole plan with this organization? They seem void of any sort of direction, which makes it even all the more frustrating. If you knew the direction was, hey guys, we're going to try and be as best we can be this year. We're not going to place a ton of great expectations. Like here in town, still there in uptown, the Hornets, they came out their media day and said, we're going to the playoffs. That's what we want to do. Playoffs are bust. Okay, they don't make the playoffs, so we easily can point to that season was a failure with the Charlotte Hornets, even though it's probably a little bit more nuanced than that. Here in Carolina, I don't really know how we even, we don't have one thing to point to being like, well, that's what they said. That's the edict that they placed down upon the season of what should happen. It's all right, let's hope for the best. Let's improve this year. It's 3-0. and Okay, man, hey, let's get to the playoffs. We think we got a really good team. You're seeing all the reports about this. The Panthers think they can win now. And then here we are, 5-7 and seven, through 12 weeks. Same issues. 
can't protect on special teams, can't cover on special teams, can't catch the football, can't throw the football, can't run the football, can't stop the run. All the same boxes they check week after week of how to not win a football game are still happening. And that all falls at the feet of Matt Rule, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. So over the next week, two weeks, with the bye, he's going to give the team time off. He's going to allow them to rest, recuperate, and get as healthy as they can be. Christian McCaffrey went out with an ankle injury, didn't play the second half. And it's just another frustrating situation with him injury-wise as he's getting paid a ton of money and he's just not out there, which is another reason why you just don't pay running backs. The Carolina Panthers, unfortunately, had to learn their lesson for themselves, even though there's plenty of examples in the past that show you why you don't do that. Either way, hopefully he'll be back and can be a contributor for the final five weeks because Lord knows that they need him and they don't have a chance to make the playoffs without him. So Matt Rule's got to figure out how he's going to fix this. That's It's his job to do it. And David Tepper gave him seven years, a big contract, all that money for a coach who had not been in college, been in the NFL very long, I think outside of what, one or two seasons up in New York and did a great job in college, but this is a whole different ball game. We found that out. And the coaching staff he has now is probably not the coaching staff he's going to have next year, and it's probably not going to be the guys who are going to be able to get this organization to the playoffs. Will Matt Rule get him to the playoffs? I felt like at least maybe one day he might, just based off of the history of the majority of coaches here, I think all but win one here in Carolina. But Seifert were the only ones who never took the Carolina Panthers to the playoffs. But I'm getting pretty sick and tired of every time around this time in December, every year this time around, in this, this every year this time, whatever, what is it? Every year around this time in December, having a conversation of the Carolina Panthers looking towards, oh man, who, who can we get in the draft? Who's going to be, who can help this team next year? We're always talking about the future and what can happen next year and all that when it's never about the present what the Carolina Panthers can do over the next couple weeks to be a team that can not just go to the playoffs, but potentially win games and be a Super Bowl contender. I'm sick of it. I know y'all are sick of it. And unfortunately, it's just the reality of the situation. And we're going to have to deal with it for the next six weeks, five more games to go. And who knows what we're going to see in a couple weeks when the Atlanta Falcons come to town and the Carolina Panthers face them. You hopefully hope it's a team that we hope to saw, hope to have seen today, but I don't know. Not confident at all. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host again, as always, Julian Council. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to this show and all your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network, like Locked On Hornets, which I'm on every Thursday throughout the rest of the NBA season. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. Or again on Friday, we'll be back with the weekly Friday mailbag. So either at me or DM me. But first, make sure to click the follow button there on Twitter at Julian Council. We'll break down throughout the rest of the week whether the Carolina Panthers are headed the Monday after press conference coming up. We'll talk about that on Tuesday. And we'll be back probably having a guest on Wednesday. No crossover this Thursday. Mailbag will be back. We'll be back on Friday, as I mentioned. So until then, take care, meditate, breathe, and I'll talk to y'all on Tuesday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.